This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. I'm biting at the bit for this word. I just love the word of God. It is so delectable. It is so scrump delicious to me. I'm continuing the lesson that we've been on for a period of time. We've been in a series concerning the person of the Holy Spirit, concerning the person of the Holy Spirit. So the topic of my discussion for today is simply your full potential. On Sunday, we begin to talk about the full potency of God. Well, the full potency of God, when it meets you, causes you to reach your full potential. Remember, the Holy Spirit is a very viable part of the Holy Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. God for you, God with you, and God in you you. Second Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14 says, now may the grace of God, of my, now may the grace of God, the love of Jesus and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest, rule and abide now, henceforth and forevermore. The sweet communion of the Holy Spirit He's not just an it or a thing or a concept or a a vapor. He is a viable part of the Godhead, the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So you should expect the sweet communion and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. We've been learning when the Holy Holy Spirit, who is the revealer, reveals the awesomeness of God to us. Our proper response is to worship. We respond to him with our worship that brings his presence on the scene, that brings his full potency on the scene. And when he comes on the scene, there should be an expression in our worship. There should be an experience in our worship, but there has to be an expectation in our worship. That's one of the ABCs of faith, expectation. The Holy Spirit, the viable third person of the Holy Trinity is your helper. Why? Because we need help. We need help. The Holy Spirit helps with your expectation. The Holy Spirit, who is the revealer, reveals the expression, reveals the experience, and reveals the expectation. And when you respond to that revelation by means of worship, with our mouth, with our means, with our money, with our mannerisms, something is released from our hearts unto God, and then God reciprocates that sweet communion to us. Expectation by definition. This is a Pastor Andrea definition. To expect means to exuberantly look forward to. There should be some exuberance. I'm excited about it. Expect has reference to see it coming in excited anticipation. Mouth-watering anticipation. Expect has reference to await with delight. 
not ho-hum and aggravation and frustration, but await with delight and intense amazement, counting on it with joy and preparing for it with glee. When I'm counting on it, isn't, doesn't it feel good to have something to look forward to? So I'm looking forward to it with intense excitement and with intense joy because I know that God is not only a promise giver, he's a promise keeper. And when I really have a revelation of that, I begin to prepare. I don't wait until it comes and then try to rush and prepare. No, I prepare with an anticipation. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 talks about the promise of power. I'm still talking to you and ministering to you about your full potential. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says, but you shall, that's a, that's a word that means no if, ands, or buts about it, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall, no if, ands, or buts about it, be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria to the end of their, to your circle, your sphere of influence. What is a witness? Somebody that testifies. And I will testify of the goodness of the Lord for the longest day that Ooh, good God Almighty, the longest day that I live, God has been too good to me for me to be a forgetter. I will remember how he brought me out of darkness into this marvelous light, how he rescued me from myself, how he healed me, how he saved me, how he did. I will remember and I will testify of, woo, of his goodness. They overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. There's that power again, power and of love and of a sound mind. We often go to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit for pardon. We often go to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit for provision, but we have to go to the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit for power. Now, let me, let me pause right here because some people have a problem when you talk about the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's just Jesus only, Jesus only. That's not what the book says. The Bible talks about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're one in name, aim, and purpose, and God does not separate them, and there's no division. So why would I just say Jesus only? Now, is Jesus a viable part of my salvation? Absolutely so, and I will testify all the days of my life. But I have to regard every part of the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, for pardon, for provision, and he said, you shall receive power. We know that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much, so when I pray, I expect. That's why I boldly say, every day I pray, every day God answers, because I'm fully expecting him to do what he said 
he's going to do. Likewise, when I pray, when I praise, and when I worship, I fully expect the full potency of God in fellowship, in intimacy, and in communion to bring the help that I need. Why? I need help. And when I think I don't need help, that's when I really need help. (laughs) Our worship is always vertical. It always is one-dimensional. Our praise and our worship and our adoration always belongs to God. My worship, my praise, my hallelujah belongs to God. I don't worship angels. I don't worship saints. I don't worship people, shrines. I don't worship relics. I don't worship religious personages like the pope, priests, bishops, prophets, pastors, or apostles. My hallelujah belongs to God. I need to see him in his full potency. And when I see him in his full potency, he reveals to me and empowers me with the help that I need to reach my full potential. I need you to get a revelation. Full potential, almighty, efficacious, sovereign. And when the worship team began to sing about how sovereign God is, I'm like, they all on my notes today. How did they know? But we need to know and we need to see the full potency of God. And God told me, he said, I don't even exert strength. He doesn't have to because he is strength. He is full in potency. He is God all by himself. He doesn't need anybody else. The Bible says he measures the waters in the hollow of his hand and he measures out the earth in a span. Are you serious? He is full of potency, almighty, efficacious, and he's sovereign. The full potency of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Not one part of that trinity is uh, a questionable or an option. I need the full trinity. Potency has reference to power, physical power, and moral power. Listen, moral power. Listen, moral power. It has reference to authority, influence, effectiveness, strength, and efficacy. Sovereignty has reference to supreme in power, possessing supreme dominion, the ruler of the universe, superior to all. Who can compare to God? Who can compare to Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the three are one in name, aim, and purpose, the Holy Trinity, the Godhead? Who? can compare. He's beyond compare in all potency and all sovereignty. God for you, God with you, and God in you. When we talk about the Holy Spirit, and I'm going to get to that, and we're going to shout, and we're going to run, and speak in tongues, and fall out, and all that. I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) I'm like Paul, speaking tongues more than them all. But the Holy Spirit is so much more than just the tongues. The Holy Spirit is not an it or a thing, and he is not an option. You can't have a relationship or build with a, on a concept 
or a vapor. You build a relationship with a person. And the reason why a lot of people don't have success or overcoming power in their life is because they're not building a relationship with the person. All they know is tongues. Then they sound like somebody trying to start up a, a lawnmower. It's not about how many tongues you can speak in and how fast you can speak in those tongues. It's about the relationship with the revealer. He reveals the Father. He reveals the Son. He reveals the whole Trinity. Listen to me. And the revelation comes not so we can have good church, but so that you can reach your full potential. Come up in here. You have to make the Holy Spirit a part of your everyday life. Who are you going to be in relationship with and you never talk to them? You just give them the silent treatment till Sunday. Then talk to them for 40, 45 minutes on Sunday and then the silent treatment. Who can build a relationship like that? You have to build a relationship with the Holy Spirit Every single solitary day of your life, make him a vital part of your life because he is. And he is given as the revealer. He is given as the helper. Listen, to make you better. A lot of denominations feel like we speak in tongues, so we better than everybody else. That's not what I mean. The Holy Spirit does not come to make you better than anyone else. The Holy Spirit comes to make you a better you. Just because we speak in tongues does not make us better than anyone else. The Holy Spirit didn't come to make you better than anyone else. The Holy Spirit came to make you a better you, come up in here, get a revelation. I am supposed to be better. I'm not supposed to be stuck and stagnated and frustrated and depressed and discouraged. The Holy Spirit comes to reveal to me my full potential and give me the help that I need in order to reach it. Woo, thank you, Jesus. The Holy Spirit comes with strength and power. Remember, when the Holy Spirit comes, he's bringing power, power so that you could testify. You could be a bold and effective witness. But often we act like the Holy Spirit comes to be a babysitter, to kiss our boo-boos. Oh, it's going to be all right. That is not why he comes, to just kiss our boo-boos. If that's the case, if I never teach my small child how to walk on his own, even if he falls down, okay, get on up, you're okay. Leg bleeding, that's okay, wipe it off, here's a band-aid, go on, get back on the you got to keep getting up. The Holy Spirit comes so that you keep getting up. Life is difficult sometimes, it really is. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all by means of the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes with strength for challenges. Strength for challenges. Listen, power for your problems. 
That's why the Holy Spirit comes, overcoming power for overwhelm, power to leave stagnation and to reach your full potential. Let us stop looking at the Holy Spirit as just some little soft feather. He's not a soft feather. He is your coach. He is your coach and your coach. I remember one time I was in the gym and Gabe was training me. So he told me to do like 20 push-ups or whatever. So I said, okay, I'm going to do 25. I'm going to impress him, right? I got to 25. He's like, okay, give me five more. I was like, because he was pushing me because he knew more was in me. I don't need a trainer to go easy on me. We don't need a trainer to go easy. Come here. Here, let me kiss your boo-boo. We need a trainer to push us. To push us when we think we can't go no further. That's what the Holy Spirit does. Listen to me. You're never left alone. You're never left all by yourself. The Holy Spirit is with you to lead and to guide you into all truth. And listen, his leading and guiding is not always a a soft little, sometimes it's a nudge. Gone. Get up. Get calm up in here. We need a coach that will teach us to keep getting up. The other day in Taj's baseball, the baseball popped up and hit him in the mouth. I was like, oh, boy. He wiped it off and he was ready to get back. I was like, let's go. Come on. That was an opportunity. To, uh, come here, mommy. Mommy, I hurt my lip. No. He wiped his mouth and he was like, all right. Let's get back in the game. The Holy Spirit comes to give us power. Power to reach our full potential. Can you get my clip ready? I'll tell you when it started. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. What were they doing? Praying and praising and worshiping. They were in the upper room praying, praying, praising, praying and worshiping. All of them together on one accord. They were in harmony. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues as of fire and one set upon each of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. This included the women too. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Spirit is so powerful. He comes with his own language so that he can conquer your defeated dialogue. The Holy Spirit comes with a whole supernatural language to overcome your defeated dialogue. Why? To help you reach your full potential. Here's where I'm going, and then they're going to play my clip for me. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. This sound, like a rushing mighty wind, this is the unseen power 
of the person of the Holy Spirit. Remember, he's revealed with emblems and symbols and icons to help us to remember. Play my clip. Play it loud, too. This is the unseen power. Unseen power from the person of the Holy Spirit. If he was a feather, he wasn't going to be sounding like this. He was not a feather. He's not a big teddy bear just to carry you around on his hip. How can you ever reach your potential if he carries you around all the time? Sometimes you have to walk. And when it gets tough, sometimes you may have to crawl. But he came with his own language to overcome defeated dialogue. We see this this unseen power from the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. The power was unseen, but they heard it. The person of the Holy Spirit, the, the Bible says, came like a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they all were gathered. Why? Because they were worshiping. They were responding. And then there was a reciprocation in their worship. God showed up on the scene and he responded by giving them power. Come on. The Holy Spirit comes to give you help. The Holy Spirit comes to give you power. And he came to give you a new mouth. So that we would not have this defeated Dialogue. Let me know. Thumbs up when you're ready, when you have it. They're looking at me like they don't have it. Okay, I'm going to keep going. I'll play it to you another time. The Holy Spirit did not come to baby us or to pacify us. The Holy Spirit came to give you strength to fight. And fight the good fight of faith. It's a good fight. Why? You win by reaching your full potential. The Holy Spirit comes to strengthen you to fulfill what God put in you before the foundation of the world, not to do it for you. This is where we go wrong. What God has for me is for me, and we think we don't have to do anything. Yeah, what he has for you is for you, but you better get up and go get it. You better get up and do it. You better do some things. You better save some money. You better beat your body. You better pray. You got to do some things so that you can develop into your full potential. You might have to take some college classes. You might have to go back and get your GED. You might have to save some money. You might have to change your diet. You might have to sell some stuff. You might have to clean out your closet and throw away junk. You got to do some things because it's time for you to get prepared because the Holy Spirit has come to help you to reach He's not a teddy bear, but he's a trainer. He is your coach, and sometimes the coach is hard on you. My sons are our coaches, baseball, basketball, football, and sometimes they're hard on the players. But when the players do what the coach has told them to do, they run out there on the court. They run out there on the football field. They're high-fiving them. They're swinging them around. They're cheering them on, motivating them. Keep on doing what I've instructed you to do. I'm training you not so that I can run and get the touchdown, but so that you can go get the touchdown, so that you can fulfill your full potential. Are we getting a revelation? I got to close. I'm out of time. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16 says, 
This I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We've heard that scripture, right? Walk in this, what spirit? Walk in the Holy Spirit. Walk in the ways of the Holy Spirit, the instruction of the Holy Spirit, the things that the Holy Spirit is training you and coaching you to do. Walk in that. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Look at it again and look at it differently because this is how we hear it. When I stop fulfilling the lust of the flesh, then I'll be able to walk in the spirit. That's not what the book said. It says walk in the spirit and then you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So we keep trying not to fulfill the lust of the flesh and our own power, might, and ability. And then when we slip up and fall, the devil begins to beat our heads with guilt. Well, I'm just low down. I'm just nasty. I'm just a pervert. I can't do. And what it does is it short circuits your thoughts and your expectation of reaching your full potential because you think you can't do no better. Listen to me. The devil has bamboozled you. The Bible says walk in the spirit, then you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you have power over your flesh, what you need the Holy Ghost for? What you need Jesus for? What you need God for? If you can do it all on your own, what you need the Trinity for? God for you, God with you, God in you. Listen, walk in the Spirit. Get close to the Holy Spirit. Acknowledge Him. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, lead and guide and direct me in the altar. Give me revelation when I read this Bible that I can extract the words off the pages and incorporate them in my life. I'm going to follow what my trainer says without rebuttaling, without getting mad, without quitting and going home, but I will stay in it. Even when I get hit in the mouth, I'm at it again because I have a coach that's teaching me how to fill my full potential. I'm about to close. I'm about to close. Jeremiah chapter 21, 29 and verse 13. Jeremiah 29 and 13. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart, when you seek him, his full potency comes on the scene. God's full potency comes on the scene so that you can reach your full potential. Not just the provision piece, the healer piece, the soundness of mind piece, the get up and get, the full potency of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God for you, God with you, God in you, comes on the scene to reveal by means of the person of the Holy Spirit. Remember, he's the revealer to reveal to you that you have help. You have the help that you need so that you can reach your full potency. Everything comes with them. Health, healing, soundness of mind. Everything that you have need of. Never forget. He's the comforter, the advocate, the teacher, the counselor, the intercessor, the strengthener, and the standby. That's the person of the Holy Spirit who came to give you power. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes so that you can reach your full potential. Expect the counselor, the helper, the intercessor, the strengthener, and the standby. Expect to walk in the fruit of the Spirit. Expect to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. It's personal, and he personally came to see about you, to reveal to you, and at the revelation in your worship, the full potency of God shows up on the scene 
to give you the help that you need to reach your full potential. I'm closing right here. The Holy Spirit is the power of God. Remember Genesis chapter 1? And the Spirit of God was moving and hovering over the face of the water. Then God said, and whatever God said, the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit went into action to fulfill it. Expect him to help. Expect him to help you in the area that you need help in. Come on, don't close him out. Don't make him to be an option. Don't make him to be a concept or a vapor. Expect the person to help and to bring the power that you need to fulfill your full potential. The Holy Spirit, I'm closing seriously. The Holy Spirit helps you to develop the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, with boldness and with confidence. Not arrogance, confidence. Knowing that with God, without God, I could do nothing or be nothing. The enemy's assignment for you is for you to be pitiful, for you to be fearful, for you to be touchy, and for you to be adversarial. That's the enemy's assignment for you. He's a defeated foe. We talked about God doesn't even exert strength. Remember I told you the man ran into Gabe? Gabe just standing there. The ran, man ran into Gabe. Gabe wasn't even exerting any power at all. They had to carry him off the basketball court. The enemy has no power when it comes up to the power, the efficacy of God. He runs into the efficacy of God, and he is a defeated foe. The Holy Ghost came to you not to be bitter, but so that you could be better. Not better than other people, better than yourself. I'm going to be a better me today than I was yesterday. The day after that, I'm going to be a better me two days from now than I was today. Every day, you should get better because the Holy Spirit has already put the deciding vote in for you. The deciding vote is favor so that all you do is win no matter what. So never take his help for granted. Instead, listen to this. I like it. I like when I wrote this down. Endeavor to treasure. Endeavor to treasure each and every encounter each and every time he comes up to help you and support you, endeavor to treasure that by worshiping and praising God Almighty. Two quotes and I'm out. Golf legend Arnold Palmer had a quote that he lived by. If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you'd like to win but think you can't, it's almost certain you won't. Life's battles don't always go to the stronger or the faster man, but sooner or later, the man who wins is the man who thinks he can. You got to expect to win. You got to expect to reach your full potential by means of the person of the Holy Spirit. He is not an option. He is the power of God and the help that you need to fill your full potential potential. Muhammad Ali, known as the greatest boxer of all time, said, impossible is just a word thrown around by small men who find it easier to live in a world they've been given than to explore the power they have to change it. When you glisten with glory, it's not just so that you could be shining, but so that you can change your world. He goes on to say, impossible is not a fact. It's an opinion. 
Impossible is not a fact. It's an opinion. Impossible is potential. Impossible is temporary. Impossible is nothing. If you think you can't do it, if you think everybody is better than you, if you think you can't go back to school and you think you can't do this and you think you'll never come, then you won't. The scripture says in Matthew 19, 26, the B portion with God, all things are possible. Philippians chapter 4, verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Never forget what the scripture said. You shall receive power. You shall receive power. You shall receive power. You shall receive power from the person of the Holy Spirit. And with his power, he brings efficacy. With his power, he brings confidence and expectation. And you should boldly declare, you should boldly decree, this is my year of illumination. Come on, come on, come on. Listen, listen, listen. The Holy Spirit came to give you power to reach your full potential. So you got to start declaring and you got to start decreeing it and say it, say it until you convince yourself. Even if there's doubt in your mind, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. This is my year of illumination. This is my year of revelation. This is my year of manifestation. This is my year of clarity. This is my year of elimination of confusion. You don't have to be confused any longer. This is my year of life defined with meticulous detail. This is my year of life unmistakably true. It's unmistakably true for me. If you don't believe it, keep on watching. This is my year of grace. This is my year of completion. This is my year of newness. This is my year of abundance. This is my year of expansion. This is my year of fruitfulness. This is my year of prophetic fulfillment. This is my year of divine relationships. This is my year of divine marriages. This is my year of walking in the fruit of the Spirit. This is my year of flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. This is my year of manifestation. My spiritual father said on our conference call yesterday, I think it was yesterday, He said, the Lord spoke to him and said, these last 90 days are going to be fruitful than the last, what, however many months, nine months. The last three months are going to, there's going to be an accomplishment. There's going to be a fulfillment. There's going to be a manifestation within these last three months, more than what we've seen in the previous nine months. You have to exit. There's an expectation. There's an expression. There's an experience, but there has to be an expectation. I expect the Holy Ghost power to come up on me, to lead and guide me into all truth. Listen, so that I can feel my full potential. The power in the person of the Holy Spirit just didn't come to shout in church power and the person and the help of the Holy Spirit came so that you could shout at the finish line because you've reached your full potential.
every head bowed, every eye closed. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.